seconds to go. Jaron dribbles into the front court, drives to the bucket, his shot, no good, put back up and in by Trayvon Scott. Cincinnati by one, Rose from half court, his yeah! shot is no good. John... The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg, it is on its way, it is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship. Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback, Burrow. Looking for a block, and he got it up on the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown! What a skipper! Called his own number and streaks for 23 for a touchdown for Cincinnati. God, what a what a horrendous, like, it's not even been 24 hours. It's been like, what, 12? It's bad. Yeah, 12, it's probably about 12, 12 hours, hours since the first announcement. Well, been and we the... just we just celebrated three years, right? And do you remember like what one of our first episodes was? It was like the funeral of the Bearcats because they had just lost to Nevada. We had just lost Gary Clark for the last time. Yeah. It was, uh, That's awful. Uh, How fitting. How fitting. After I just remember that one of our most recent podcasts was light at the end of the tunnel, and it seems the tunnel has collapsed. I mean, we tweeted that on Saturday. Man, everything fell on us. So, it's been a wild ride. We're about to break it down, and we do have a special guest. So we told you we were going to have a special guest tonight, and a special guest indeed we do have. We have one B. Fox of Bearcats Radio. Mr. B. Fox, sir, how are we tonight? I'm just lovely. Uh, How are you? I mean, I think I I sincerely doubt you're lovely. Yeah, more sad. I'm just miserable. No, miserable is too far. I did wear my Luke Fickle shirt for you to try and cheer you up. That has helped. Oh, it helps <laughs> a lot, actually. So uh, I wonder how Luke is taking all of this. That's that, whenever something bad happens to anything, I always run through the prism of how would how would Coach Luke feel about this? Does does this make the worst hire he's ever had? <laughs> oh, interesting. I don't know. So, as of right now, it is nine oh three. And we have seen five, I believe, right? Is that the running count? Five players enter the transfer portal today. Yeah, we have six left. Uh, it, it, six, six scholarship players left. Five, we have six five players left. left. I don't know if there's scholarship or not. Num- number of ways to look at that, you know, uh, six opportunities, right? Six oppor- opportunities. Fair. Half, that's, that's glass half full. full. Glass half full. I like glass it. Glass is half full. <laughs> yeah. 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 Unfortunately, the glass, the glass is, is quite empty right now, and we're going to need to do a whole lot to get it filled up pretty quick. Somebody stepped on the glass. It's broken. It's spilled. Yeah. My bad. So, you saw this morning 
Um, Gabe opt out, which I don't think anybody was really surprised or caught off guard by. But then you saw one Ice Mike opt out as, as he entered the transfer portal. Um, and then it just be, kind of became a snowball effect. So what have your thoughts been throughout the day as you saw one domino hit another and another as you largely, you know, kind of talked about a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago now, I guess, uh, after that first loss to Houston when you were on Cincy Slangin'? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's been that the whole thing has been an interesting experience because um, I'm not a newsbreaker guy. You know, I, I'm not I'm not in the shrubs trying to break new stories or stuff but occasionally things land in my lap through dumb luck or or whatever or just being nice and uh and so you know it's not like i was coming up with it out of whole cloth it, you know it was based on a number of different data points some of them you know from direct conversations uh and 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 i kept receipts so um so it, what it did this whole thing does come as obviously a jarring surprise. Even if I thought it was possible, I, you know, I, I still was rooting against it. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's it, these, I, I hate to use the phrase, but these are unprecedented times um, that, you know, you've got a guy who I, I really wanted to work out and, I guess maybe he still could. I, I, I'm not really sure what John Cunningham's going to think of the whole thing. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I really wanted him to succeed for himself, for his family, for the UC community. I thought it would be cool to have you know, a local guy do well. And, and uh, I think it's reasonable now to say that things are not going well. No. I think that is objectively verifiable at this point, uh, even though some, including me and a handful of others joined this chorus a little bit earlier on. So is there any scenario where coach Brandon survives this at this point? You know, it's, uh, it's the business of college athletics, right? So a lot of that will depend on whether, you know, there are enough folks who are bothered by this, that they want to pony up, um, you know, the buyout amount and, uh, and, and can can truly generate a, a replacement that you know that is worthy of the University of Cincinnati brand. Um, you know those are two separate costs, right? So um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, a lot of that will depend on conversations that John Cunningham is is probably uh, now having with the board of trustees because they're going to you know. Build, those folks are fans too. Um, large, large donors are fans. The board of trustees are fans, um, and so when they hear about, you know, a mass exodus like this, it's the sort of thing that that wakes everybody up. Are you saying that you think this is going to have to be something similar to like what happened in Indiana, where it's not necessarily the university ponying up the money to buy them out and move on? It would have to yeah. be a, a private donor. Yeah, I mean, you look at what happened uh, with Luke's contract. That was private donors who stepped up, mm -hmm. um, and especially when you're you're talking about a state, you know, budget process that has to consider how COVID has impacted everything. It, uh, you you got now as an athletic director, you got to be very wary of the optics of 
you know, if you're going to stroke a $10 million check to Nick Saban, um, you better have a, a very strong return on investment story to justify it. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, now athletic directors are more apt to reach out to some larger donors to see if they can't, you know, in a smaller crowd kind of crowdsource enough money to pay for a buyout or, um, you know, or to, to help, help out with the next guy's contract. So getting back to talking a little bit about the man that you so dearly love in Luke Fickle, how do you think mm. he receives something like a John Brandon firing and a new hiring as he's literally begging for money for the locker room and for the indoor practice facility? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could have some, you know, your there's the, the donor pool is only so big. And so at some level you're going to be competing for the same resources. Um, you know, I, I think you have an athletic department that realized, you know, uh, Mike Bone certainly realized the value that Luke Fickle brings and, and that was impressed upon Neville Pinto and, and, and President Pinto certainly impressed it upon John Cunningham that retaining Luke Fickle was a really high priority. So there's, there's nobody with more swag and capital in the athletic building than, than Luke, you know? Um, so it will be interesting to see how that plays out. And, um, you know, and, and Luke is, is not just a guy who's aloof and focused on just his one area. I mean, he's, he's somebody who's been a pretty solid contributor to the athletics department at large. Um, go figure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's got it all going for him, you know, handsome. <laughs> so, Charming. I, I hate to put uh like you know what ifs out there, but let's say they do pony it up and and Brandon his uh, coach's last game at UC. Who would you like to see him target? Rick Pitino. I love it. Rick Pitino. <laughs> that was my. I, uh, let's just say early on in the process, I had extensive conversations where I was lobbying. Um, for Rick Pitino with some stakeholders. Uh, yeah, pretty hardcore. But unfortunately, Pinto was involved, um, you know, in Rick's departure at Louisville, was the interim president over there. So he developed, uh, I, th I think, some pretty strong feelings uh, about how Mr. Pitino <laughs> conducted his affairs, so to speak. No and, yeah, yeah. And, and so... Yeah, that that's what prevented me from being <laughs> successful. But I'm telling you, Rick Pitino is it's that you're hiring the guy to coach basketball, and who has a better track record for coaching basketball than Rick Pitino? He's really good at that. Now he he does have some some downsides, some shortcomings in other areas. When you're talking about basketball coach, my God, he's he he can coach everybody else's pants off. <laughs> I love how many entendres just happened. <laughs> you're welcome. It, it took me just to now that you real, to realize you were talking about Rick Patino. I can't talk. Rick Patino and not Richard Patino. I thought we were going with the, the younger guy. Bearcat. You know, oh, uh, a bangle route, yeah. right? That guy's dad's yeah, pretty not good. Not Richard. Pretty good. Uh, so do you think we've seen the last domino fall here for players entering the transfer portal? 
Okay, so uh, list them for me again. <laughs> so we started today with uh, with Gabe, followed by yep. uh, I think I think Mikey you know, was, was Har- Harvey was next, and then Saunders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then Mamadou. Ma- Mamadou. Mamadou. And then Tari, and I think that's yeah. Where we that's not it. In. That's not it. I didn't think so either. <laughs> yeah, I think if I have to, you'll guess, probably hear like about Davenport. that tomorrow. <laughs> probably Davenport next. Uh, no comment, but you you'll probably find out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so you're so, saying what I would expect. I guess I mean this is this is an awful, awful day. And if we're talking about awful, awful days, I don't know which you'd put at number one, but I gotta think this is up there with the basketball program's awful days with the Nevada loss, the Ken yeah. the Kenyon Martin broken leg. Yeah. Um oh, this hurts. Thanks, Aaron. Huggins getting fired, maybe being shown the door by Nancy Zimfer. I, mean, I, yeah, I got. I can't think of a worse. I can't think of a worse uh, twenty-four hour period. This is and people, you know, and people were roasting me as though you know. I, I my read of the situation was that I was like being unnecessarily negative and i'm like that's not my brand like i am i am unnecessarily positive and over the top like i I, again you know i I really wanted john to succeed and and, uh maybe he will um but (laughs) i don't know how hard to imagine um but we'll see um but i really did want him to succeed and it's um it's a bummer that that it's gone this way because you know there there was there were flashes where you saw the team and you were like okay yeah we we've got the pieces and and over time we can put it together after you know graduation and you know we can get you know the right personnel on the court and and you could see this thing really clicking and um but then there were those times where just nobody showed up and then you also just read the body language of um of the guys and you can just tell when there's a disconnect and there's not, you know, the interpersonal buy-in, which I think has been John's, um, it's been one of the, you know, something that I'm bummed out about, you know, in, in his tenure, because I, he shows flashes of being such a, a warm guy and, and the stuff that you see with him and his family. Um, it's clear that he, he loves his wife and he loves his kids and he, he's a great, you know, family man. That's, that's ev- like self-evident. But you don't see the same level of like you know, interpersonal buy-in with the guys that, that play for him, and um, you saw like some attempts, right? And you heard about the story of them playing wiffle ball and and John basically roasting them from the mound. Um, uh, but you know, so there were those uh, those overt attempts, um, and I, I think it, it just never took, and the momentum. Went the wrong way, I think, last season when he tried to lay down the law as a new guy without a real lengthy resume for success. Um, and it just kind of snowballed relationally um, throughout his first year. And, and you saw the result, right? The team was um, just not very not very strong. And, yeah, everybody talks about, you know, uh, conference champs. Yet we, we were still going to have to play ourselves in the NCAA tournament. Right. Um, and, and cause you know, the conference was woefully efficient last season. So, um, 
so yeah so you look at those things and you, you saw that the, sometimes the pieces were there and then other times you know we look like a hot mess that was you know just completely dysfunctional yeah i, um, I, I think back to the ecu game and i thought i saw buy-in when easton did something and they were chest bumping on the sideline and i thought okay cool everybody's starting to click things start to come come together and then all of a sudden this week it's just and he walked off the court um you know right after the game yeah. before the game was even over clock hadn't even expired yet and i just thought that wasn't yep. not a good look at all it, if if it if it was the only thing that i saw or heard this season it, it wouldn't even you know register but when you consider it in the context of what was pretty evident with the the players only meeting um, and just the you know the very visceral evident disconnect you know of of him interacting with guys on the court um, you just knew something was up so are we looking at a situation where by say end of day Friday there's not a single scholarship player left on this uh, on this roster. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I don't know. Um, again, momentum's a, <laughs> a hell of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So if you know, you know, you add one more tomorrow, and if if that kind of accelerates other people who are thinking, because nothing makes you think about, um, you know, you, you guys have jobs I, I would imagine whenever somebody leaves your company you you everybody kind of looks around <laughs> and says who's next right and they think they think about themselves within the company and i think it's the same same way with you know clearly with with players in a program it's like office space <laughs> yes they take his stapler i swear <laughs> so how does the program move forward Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, the, the hail mary of uh, the the Patino hail mary, which probably shouldn't be said together. Um, you know, is is uh, <laughs> is uh, sorry. You know, it is. Yeah, you, know, you hire a guy like that, and I guarantee you, you're now competing for top fifty recruits. And you're a perennial Final Four team. Now you got to figure out how to handle Calhoun on a Friday night, um, and that's a that's a different that's a different question. But man, can he coach? And would he immediately change everything? I have no idea what's about to happen, but I have just a, a feeling that this is really like I, I feel like we're still going up the hill of the roller coaster i don't think we've even hit the top of the hill yet yeah yeah I, th- there was a point where i just you know i just had to laugh like it's unbelievable you know because i i i thought there you know i thought all of the things that i shared based upon the conversations that i'd had mm-hmm. um and I, but i didn't know I certainly didn't know that it was going to look like this. And I didn't even have a hunch that it was going to look this pronounced with this many guys. Um, I just thought it would be, you know, kind of isolated. Do you, well, do you think that if there's a, that Hail Mary, Rick Patino, that any of the guys, 
come back out of the portal? I mean, that's that's a possibility. Uh, if or you think if we got Patino, if we got Patino, yeah, maybe they would want to come back. Um, but maybe he wouldn't want him back because yeah. you know he might be recruiting a different caliber player. Well, we know you had to get out of here in 20 minutes, Foxtradamus. So I yes, don't know sir. if there's anything else you want to say on your way out. Well, we did get a chance to talk about no. uh, Olympic foot racing, um, which Alex really wanted to talk about, but we can do that another time. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, we can do it another time. All right. You know, I, I think that here's my I, – I, I do have to share, you know, some homespun wisdom from B Fox. Um, it's going to be okay. It really will. I don't know whether we're going to have a really awkward season next year. Um, and then we will have saved up enough money to pay the buyout. Um, but uh, it either it's going to get better or it's going to get worse. Um, but regardless, you know, if, if a, if a two and 28 team steps out on to the hard court, wearing the university of Cincinnati across their chest, I'm there for it. I'm going to be rooting for those guys like, you know, they're my favorite college basketball players because they will be. And, and so that's, you know, the, the community of what we have, you know, the, these folks who come in and coach the teams, they're fantastic. And some of them are certainly life changing sorts of people, but, um, but as they move on, you know, we, we, the tribe of Bearcat, we remain and, um, and it's a beautiful thing, even when it's an incredibly ugly thing for for the for the night. Well, we do thank you, B Fox, for joining us. You can check him out on Twitter at Bearcats Radio. And as we said, we're gonna have to get you on here again and talk a little bit deeper when you got a little bit more time. But again, thank you. I'm sure it's been a busy day for you too. No, oh, it's been nuts. Take care, guys. Thanks. Appreciate have a good one, it. You too. Thanks. So that was B Fox. What'd you guys think? Pretty good interview, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, I mean, he broke it down pretty well. I mean, we I mean, it's pretty much what we've all been reading all day and it's just I don't know, it, maybe he he said the bleeding's not going to stop. Hopefully it does. Hopefully at some point this bleeding stops cuz I don't how much much blood I have left to give left. I can't talk. And I think I said And I know I know I've been talking on Twitter about how I knew some of these things were coming today. I had some of that information yesterday. I don't know anymore. I'm tapped out. I got nothing left of any like secret information. So anything else that happens from here is a surprise to me. Well, I have Twitter so, notifications set up for any time Coryville Carl tweets. Like it's going to notify my phone. So I, I'm, you know, staying on top of it. <laughs> We're back just, there again. You should just turn that off. Oh, I mean, it's just a, I got it. Mark. It's just a really, I don't know that I have felt this like sad and or like not even sad like sad is just a, a weird word to use as a as like a sports fan uh defeated like it should sh- defeated that, that's really what it comes down to the last time and i know we talked about this a little off air but the last time i really felt this way was when i was in college and bob huggins was shown the door well, we talked and about I didn't, Fox. Yeah, and like I, so I, like I, I didn't even go to like I didn't start at school at UCI. I ended up there, but that's a different story. 
Um, but I was still a huge UC fan growing up and all through college. I mean, they, they were my team. And when I was in college, I had a, a good buddy that was also the same way. And when it happened, you know, when Bob Huggins was let go, that that's like the closest I can, I can put this. And this is worse. This is worse. Well, because Bob Huggins was just one person. The one person he was the coach, like you still had your guys, and I mean, like, unfortunately, Bob Huggins struggled with his own demons, right? Yeah, I mean that, and, and that is what it is. But like, John in, this situ- in this situation, th- this isn't even like Mick Cronin taking the team and having to run Connor Barwin out there. Like, legitimately, they might have to go to an intramural basketball team and find. Well, a couple kids now that been, can throw the ball towards the hoop. I've been watching Last Chance U, I, I, the first two episodes of the basketball edition, and they got this KJ kid, and I'm, I'm really – he has an upside. He has a real good upside. I think he could be a beast. I, I see a, I see an Eric Hicks in him is what I see. So the problem is <laughs> – I'm completely disregarding that because I have nothing. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Back, <laughs> what's, going back, right. what's, what's wrong with going back to the, uh, to the junior college kids? So okay. all I'm saying is, <laughs> there's no way John Brandon survives this, right? Like, he, I don't see a way that he survives this, because uh, you have to think of it this way: if he does stay, you have to literally have a defense for him staying. Is he bringing something to the team? Well, we have no recruits at this point. We're hemorrhaging players, which, I, I mean. I, I, I think you've lost the fan base entirely. I don't know that there's a shot at you getting the fan base back. I'm still, and so if you're supposed to if you're supposed to make money, how how do you keep him as a coach? I'm still I a mean, little bit in there. there. I'm still a little bit in there. Because to me, what he's being I don't want to say accused of, but what the accusations are, it doesn't reflect his mannerisms on the court and you know, all that kind of stuff. I but I'm not in the I'm not in the gym, you know, with Kobe. So or the locker room, which is apparently where this shit went down. Well, again, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know you talk about how does he survive this, and obviously, like I, I've been very critical of him, and we talked about this on the Light at the End of the Tunnel podcast, and I totally reverted from being as critical because I had, you know, there had been glimpses of what these young guys could do on a court together whenever, when they turned it up just Saturday. and it, and it was, and it was one of those things where you're like, man, you could see the raw talent. You could see when they were coming together to play. Uh, and you just knew like, Oh, they're a little bit more polish here and there, you know, cut down on, on some of the, the silly freshman mistakes that were being made by those guys that you expect to be made by those guys. Cause they're freshmen and, and you've got a, pretty solid team and if you add a bit we were just talking about it if you add a big a true big those guys can run with just about anybody like an athletic five like and i mean and suddenly you know you you see it and I, i was being proven right in those thoughts of hey this is all coming together we can do this you know, maybe not. It's a long shot. We all knew it was a long shot to go in and, and beat Houston. We we all knew that. That was yeah, not yeah, something absolutely. that I don't think anybody expected them to, to pull off a stunner. But it was one of those things where you're like, it, 
you never know if everything clicks. I mean, ECU beat them, and it if could it was, happen. If it and, was, and they just came off it, a, a big game against Memphis. But if it was today's date, they could have pulled off a stunner. It is Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. Oh, this three sixteen yeah. day. You're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Just but you just got to, you know, then. I, you I see the Wichita the State game. We're all hyped about the Wichita State game. We're tweeting stuff out. We're messaging a, each other. They won a game they Ed, weren't supposed to win. Ed said they beat the Ed said two. a lot of bad words. Ed said a lot of bad words in the in the text message group. And uh, you say? know, you did Ed. And uh, so there, you know, it was out of excitement. There was a lot of things like man. Like even though we we're rolling into this game against either Houston or Memphis at the time of the you know once once we beat Wichita, and we we're kind of thinking like, oh, this is this is where well, we need to be because we all expected that shot Wichita took to go in. They burn they burned that their beat UC shot at the half. <laughs> there yeah they weren't they weren't uh they weren't UConn. Is it weird that we beat Wichita and now we are Wichita? This is that's true. That's very like that's we're very Wichita fair. Junior, like it's it's like they were passing. But I think the torch we're onto us or something. Uh, Aaron, we we brought that up earlier, and and Aaron said, <laughs> but it's much worse. Well, yeah, because at Wichita, like there was concrete evidence. You had coaches coming out and speaking against Greg Marshall. Like, publicly. That wasn't a thing that, you know, right now, it's a lot of smoke. We don't really know what's going on. We know that somebody screen-capped a Mike Saunders DM, possibly. Right. I sent that guy a, a message on Twitter. He, he claims he really did it. Well, and, well, that's fine. <laughs> lots of people claim lots of things, and Photoshop's still a thing, and I don't know why Mike Saunders would just errantly do that. I feel like that's... Well, that's, when, that's when I started going to the edge, right? I started going to the edge. I was still like, okay, well, we knew Harvey was going to leave. Gabe, eh, not that, you know, I mean, East, uh, Mason, is, is is he still here? Um, and then when Saunders left, and he's been, you know, uh, Brennan's been with Saunders since he was six year, or sixth grade, right? He's, like, known him since he was in sixth grade. He's been recruiting him since seventh, he was in but yeah. seventh, whatever. And when that happened, that's when I was like, okay, um, somebody cue Nickelback because I am about to, you know, six feet from the edge. And I'm thinking. That's not Nickelback. No, it wasn't. Um, actually, no, that was Creed. That was Creed, yeah. As soon as I said Nickelback, I, I knew I was saying it wrong. I'm embarrassed that I knew that it wasn't Nickelback. And well, that it was another it was great Creed. 90s band. It was another great 90s band. I mean, there were so many great 90 <laughs> band, 90s bands. I mean, you had LFO. I mean, you had some great ones. I mean, O Town, new kids, and I know this has been brought up too. But like, a kid like Davenport. I mean, I know we haven't heard anything official, but I think we all have have the feeling in our gut that that he's going to leave as well. No, I'm. I have a feeling. I think he's going to be the real American hero if if he stays and he resurrects this team. I build him a statue right next to Oscar. I will make it out of clay from the Ohio River that's going to be laying in the streets after it crests from the mud. I will build it right there next to him. And, I mean, it'll be a masterpiece. 
Ed, I hope we have to hold you to that. I just don't. Yeah. Here's my thing is I like uh, like B Fox reference. Once folks start leaving, and you start looking at your at, at yourself, and you're like, "What's what's left here for me?" And is is Davenport because he he has a chance to be something special too, just along with with the other guys that left, right? It's now, complete Armageddon if you lose Davenport, a kid who grew up in Cincinnati, always wanted to wear Cincinnati on his chest, got the opportunity to do so, and you run him out of town. I, there's not and, and that comes love story that comes this one. That comes back to what to what you say said earlier. Aaron. I mean, does John Brandon survive this? And I think you've got to find out. And I and I hate to say it because you know I, I don't ever wish anyone to be fired or lose their job or have to do. Anything like that. But I think the only way that you keep a Jeremiah Davenport with any hopes of resurrecting a team around him is Brandon's got to go. There's and really- I, I hate, like, I, I don't see any other way out at this point when, like you said, you've got a snowball's effect of every scholarship player, essentially... I mean, with barring a couple, what Mason and DDJ, DDJ, and then Davenport. Is there anybody else? Uh, Lockin. Yeah, Victor uh, Lockin technically yeah. is still okay. still there. So, so you've got you've got a few here. You don't have enough to 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 put a whole team on the court. Um, I think we're missing one, and maybe we are, but I I. <laughs> I don't see a way out of this that includes we have John Brandon. Victor Lockin, Rob Banks still. Um He's got a scholarship. He's walk on. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh yeah. Mason's still here. The Julius is still here. Micah Adams Woods is still here, and Davenport's still here. Yeah, so that's five. Yeah. So you got five. And then Banks as a as a bench. <laughs> so do you if, if you had the if you if you had if you had to rank the most likely of those five to enter the portal in the next three days, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to play that game anymore. We're, pl- we're, we're playing that game right now, Aaron, and uh, I want you to rank them. Mason, um, no, I don't. I don't even know that Mason's actually. If if you, it depends. Do you fire John Brandon or do you not fire John Brandon? With Brandon here, with Brandon here, number one in my heart, honestly, I think is going to have to be DDJ. Because you left Michigan to come here hoping for greener pastures. What do you have to stay here for? You got nothing. Well, speaking uh, of greener pastures, but go ahead. Number two, number two would probably be uh, Mason. Uh, number three would be close, very close in ranking to number two would be Lockin because you haven't even stepped on the court. <laughs> um, but you also have a scholarship here. Whereas if you enter the transfer portal, who's to say you even end up with a scholarship? That's true. So. Maybe write it out. I don't know. Um, and then uh, four, Micah. I mean, what's what's keeping you here? But five, I would still think Davenport would have to be five. Like, this is your city. This is the school you always wanted to play for. You could be part of the biggest effing rebuild in all of the school's entire history, even worse than post-hugs, even worse than the Andy Kennedy experiment, even worse than – you know, we have football players out there because 
Lord help us, we might end up with football players out there again. I know I joked about it earlier, but, but we, are also- get, we are dangerously teetering on the fence of come buy some football tickets and you can have a couple basketball tickets for free. There's also the fact that you have the biggest transfer portal in, in history of the NCAA. And I think we're going to end up with a bunch of guys who don't have homes towards the end of this transfer portal. And you very well could end up with a guy who needs to find somewhere. And again, like I haven't, I can't say again because I haven't brought this point up on the show, but I think I've talked to you guys about this is you, you can't keep having this transfer portal wide open like this. It's not no. good for basket for college basketball. I understand wanting to let guys go and be free. And, you know, no one's saying, I'm certainly not trying to say you have to stay somewhere for four years because you're contractually obligated or anything like that. I just think that you can't keep letting players just opt out and go wherever they want to go year after year after year. So I think you need to be one and done. You get one opt out and you can go to another yeah. school without having to sit out, but you can't, that's it. That's one. one. I, I, I've always, I've always been of that belief. Anything after that, you should have to sit for a year and, I think you, I think two things. You should get your one free one, and then if your coach that recruited you leaves to go somewhere else, you should be able. You should I also agree with be. That too. You should also be able to get a free one on that because like that, that coach, one. that coach should be you know just as invested in you as you are in him. That, Correct. That he's the reason mm-hmm. that you went there, and the university should understand that collectively, all of them. So, I don't know. I mean, there's I mean, other there's other reasons, you know health issues, family, health things, whatever. Like I always think it's kind of bogus when they don't let people move, you know, transfer and be back home with, with a, a family member kind of thing. But at the end of the day though, you got to figure out where you're drawing the hard line and you can't, yeah, no, you can't yeah, well, make you, gray. You can't make gray area because a quarterback wanted to leave from Georgia to go to Ohio state. And well, let's just make that happen. Come hell or high water. Because they're big programs, you know what I mean. Like you can't you can't have gray area anymore. You have to be just hard nosed about the rules. That way, nobody turns around and says, "Oh, well, you made this exception for this person, but you wouldn't do it for this person." But yeah, I no, think I there agree. should there should also be, at the end of the day, a common sense thing too. Like there That's was true. that one one player who was trying to go back to West Virginia, I believe it was, whose mom was in a coma and had to sit out a year because he was like several miles outside of the radius for transferring back home or something stupid along those lines. Yeah. But I mean, back to the point of UC basketball, that, that makes sense. You know, I don't know. Do you, do you give Brandon, do you give Brandon the opportunity to try and bring kids in from the portal? Because if he doesn't do that, if it doesn't work out, now you're stuck with him for another year with a team that, is made up of him going out and handing out flyers at you know a UC football game and hoping that some of those kids want to come play basketball. It's like well, I think you also and this, a, at, this is supposed to be a major college program. Yeah, top twenty-five. Uh, I, I think you also have to think about what what coaches are out there available. Like you know, besides Patino and Patino Junior, um, what other coaches are out there available? I, Neither of them are available. Uh, they're they're not available. I mean they they're both. Didn't, I think didn't, didn't Richard didn't Richard just leave Minnesota or he got 
booted from Minnesota, but he's going to New Mexico within twelve hours. He had a job. Yes. Yeah, but you right. don't think so. And and then and Patino. I mean, you're still the the guy's coaching in the NCAA tournament. He said he is at home and he doesn't want to take another job. He's very very happy. Okay. And, and maybe he is. So maybe he's not even really an option. I mean, maybe you do have to throw like a good amount of money at him. Uh, well, you still have the option. So James, would he, would he, would he really? Yeah. James White. I did see James White say that he, he you know, his long-term dream is to come be a, a coach at UC. And Nick Van Exel. He can't do it for the love of God. Nick Van Exel can't be a coach. Why not? I'm so he doesn't have a degree. You, Everyone no, talking about Nick Van makes Exel. That decision. Go back to school and the get a degree. The university makes that decision. They can make that. They can change it if they no, want to. The NCAA makes that decision, Ed. The college. I'm looking best. it up. Christ Almighty! He'll do it for some I'm iced so, coffee. It's, it's stupid, stupid fans that don't know the rules that keep screaming for Nick Van Exel when he's not even an option. I'm looking it up. I'm sorry I just lumped you in with double stupid fans, but be better, Ed. <laughs> be better. Well, what if he promises to get a degree while it's here? That's... Maybe you could go back to school and play, too. Well, you could be a player coach. Hey, well, DeMar did say he has eligibility De left. Yeah, DeMar said that he's uh, working, working to get back for his sophomore season. <laughs> My head's about to explode. Oh man! Didn't, I don't know. It's I, this, this. This is just a topic that is. I mean, w when it comes down to it, I mean, the the guys in this podcast, we we're all Cincinnati fans, but I think really the Bearcats are kind of near and dear to our heart the most. Um, and it's kind of one of those things we're just passionate about and clearly need. For we need some answers. We haven't heard, we haven't even heard from like the AD. I've. I said it earlier on Twitter. I hear more about UC athletics from Santa Ono than I do from from our AD or our current president. I, I, it's the it's the craziest thing ever. For anybody who's listening on headphones or in their cars, and I just blew out either your speakers in your ears or the speakers in your car. I humbly apologize. I'm sorry. I was going to say something. I forgot what it was. Shocker. 100%. Was it Nick Van Nexel should be coach? Because oh, we already had that argument. Well, how many years did Nick Van Nexel spend here? Three? Not enough to get a piece of paper that says that you graduated. How many classes do you have left? Maybe he can finish some classes over the summer and he's fine. I doubt his credits still transfer. They're from UC. They're from like 1990. Does that program that he was going to school for even exist anymore what was he going to school for me either probably different expectations now in 2021 well sean kilpatrick yeah, I mean, spent four he years here oh my He's god Ed. actually still playing t now look there uh i I, I think Aaron said it best when, I mean, we, we all are to the point now where we're just kind of like, when you start talking about it, you're just really somber, really uh, defeated. And and 
you know, B Fox also said, hey, they got a team that's out there that's two and twenty-eight. Me down there cheering them on. Oh yeah, drinking a Dude, yeah. you know what I mean? What's I mean what's it is practice? what it is. At the at the end of the day, you gotta have the winner trip. You gotta put you gotta put yeah. kids that are gotta Summer have trip. kids on the court that are Cincinnati tough. And if uh, going through a little bit of this adversity is is not something they can handle, maybe they're good players and they're meant to be somewhere else and and do great things, but they're not going to do great things here. So we got to kind of you know move on. I mean, I could play. The mighty Phoenix. The mighty Phoenix rose from ashes. Huh? The yeah. mighty Phoenix rose from ashes, Edward. That restaurant downtown? No. No. The Phoenix restaurant downtown. What? I love you, Ed. Jeff knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to look forward here. I mean, there's no there's no going back to be like, you know, please come back to our team. So. Calipari. UK Tyler fans Perry? want Calipari gone. I thought you said Tyler Perry. Well, he could probably coach too. Who knows? Like Medea, <laughs> Mr. Cooper. <laughs> Just stop. So have have we have we successfully beaten the the horse that is the disaster of UC basketball right now into the ground? I mean, we just had a Mr. Cooper reference. I know. What do you think? Cooper. Yeah. Watched a documentary so, on Punky Brewster the other day. All right. So we have had some injuries as we quickly approach this 2021 Red oh, we're season. We're baseball now. All right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we have just some weird things happening in Arizona. You have TJ Antone. He's he's down. He's injured. Did they ever talk about what his injury was yet? Um, was did he have a back? A was back his thing? Was his the back? Well, Sonny Gray had had a, a like a mid to low back thing, and that's going to haunt him all year. We know how that's going to go. Par for the Sh- course. Shogo Akiyama has a, a hamstring that he said when it happened, he knew it was bad. Yikes. Uh, so that's that's great. Wade Miley was scheduled to pitch. I don't know if it was today or tomorrow. He was pitching today and only made it through three innings. Did he come well, out injured or did he just come out? Just says spring Wade, training. Wade Miley's day is done after three innings. Brandon Finnegan is in the game. Okay. So, I mean, it's spring training. He, he, that was probably all he was scheduled for was three innings. Possibility. No one's pitching uh, well, three innings right now. Well, and on top of that, he's coming back from from a injury. little little injury. Uh, Anton is a hamstring, uh, mild groin and hamstring, but he says he'll make his next start. So maybe it's not as bad. But we all know that those groin and hamstring things linger. So, do, do you think that Williams was really injured? Keith? Yeah. We're, we we moved on from basketball. Okay. All Are right. Well, we talked about the groin hamstring. Yes, Keith was injured. Okay. Why would you just walk off the court? 
Why would you just go into the transfer portal? Well, I mean, we've seen reasons for that. All right, fair. But the injury bug has seemed to have bitten the Cincinnati Reds uh, heading into opening day. Uh, I think they, I think uh, Suarez is being tried out over at, at shortstop. I mean, so, they, do you think that has more to do with the fact that we don't have a shortstop better than Kyle Farmer, or because they're trying to make room for Jonathan India? Uh, I think that was the kind of the consensus thought on Twitter, at least, was that uh, Jonathan India was really the the reason behind trying to move Suarez off third to move Mustakis there and move India to second. Yeah. Well, uh, I only asked that because we've been talking about it, and we were told that we literally we were all told we were crazy. Anybody who brought that up on Twitter, anybody who brought it up in conversation, no, well, no, no, Suarez I, isn't a shortstop. Well, and I think, I mean, he was, and I think I think a lot of that, though, was based, I mean, uh, let's not beat around the bush, Suarez had gotten a little uh, hefty for a, a shortstop, maybe. And he came uh, back But he came shape. in this year very spilt. Yeah. Uh, so why maybe he can move so over there. Why'd they wait so long to put him over there? I don't know. That's, that's a question probably that Ed's best friend, Clay could answer better well, than I could. But. I'll ask Doug. I'll ask Doug. <laughs> especially, especially after. <laughs> especially <laughs> after. Marinate a little bit. Especially after, uh, Coach comes in and says, you know, he shortstop is really home for him. Wait, what? You waited until the 16th of March after spring training started roughly, what, two, two and a half weeks ago? And you waited yeah. until mid-March to put him back at, at, at home? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Torres said it's like riding a bike. I guess we'll find out. I I can't watch the game. I, I mean, I don't even know if it's... Because the MLB doesn't make any of their games accessible unless you I live mean, they, out of market. And then you can watch anything you want if you live out of market. Right. I mean, it's silly. Like, oh, no, I, I live here in Cincinnati. I'd like, to watch, I'd like to watch it, but the only way you can watch it is if you have, you know... I would pay the MLB for their MLB.TV stuff. If I... I would... I would Probably pay twice what they ask. What is that, twenty dollars a year? Give me what? What is that? Twenty dollars a year? No, hell no. No, no it's like a hundred and ten dollars or something. Yeah. Like hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, which reminds me, I, I, have to, I, would, I have to cancel ESPN Plus. I would, I would pay like probably two, up, upwards of two hundred dollars if I could guarantee that every red I could watch every Reds game home or away. But if you live in market, you can't. Right, because I live in Cincinnati. Indiana. God help me. I guess I should become a Dodgers fan. Watch all their games. I don't know how they can't make it work because they obviously have licensing agreements with every channel that carries their 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 sport. So just share the revenue because you'll be making more by having it That's available silly. in your own market. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. The Reds are losing five to one right now, by the way. Or 
if you wanted to listen to the broadcast, you could also do that from your phone. Although they did finally allow us to do that with uh, iHeartRadio. But I think that was only for spring training. God, I hope not. But even yeah. again, if if the, if that's the case, make it available in market. Like I shouldn't have to get in my car or buy an FM radio. Where the where do you buy an FM radio anymore? Um, Target. Like maybe they just have FM radios. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. Do you use it for anything else? We'll look it up. It might have a uh, compact disc player on it or something. For what? I mean, do you see my point? This none of this shit makes sense. Looks like uh looks like to this point um Suarez has caught a pop fly. Yeah. They're uh, twenty dollars. A Jansen AM FM portable radio. Black. Oh, and here's um, one with a compact disc player on it. They call it a no boom one. box. Nice. I, might have to, I might have to get like one of those old like FM slash record players since records are making a comeback for some reason. Here's so, one that here's one that if you crank it, it's a flashlight, an AM FM radio, <laughs> and a phone charger. Thanks, Ed. M- Miley went three innings tonight, gave up five hits, four runs, all of them earned with a walk, two strikeouts, and a home run. Can't wait for him to be our fifth. This is going to be fun. Fin- Finnegan thus far has given up, has been in for, has gotten recorded zero outs um, at this point uh, and gave up he's, two hits and a run. He's making this team, right? And and it was Finnegan? a home run. He gave him a home run. Probably. Finnegan's going to make this team in the bullpen, right? More than likely. I mean, who else do you have? That's where we're pretty deep, actually. Hunter Green. Oh my god. I'm I'm just uh All right. The life the life of a Cincinnati hey, fan. Kenyon Martin is Jr. What's going just dunked on, right on a dude's head. Kenyon Martin has a four year degree. Correct. Yes. I hit him up on his podcast. Maybe he could be coach. Good luck. Let me know if you get through. Um, so this is the, the last real topic that we have tonight. Um, but I know (laughs) Jeff's been itching and dying to speak on it. Bengals free agency is upon us. Bengals free agency. I don't know if I have enough negative energy left in my body (laughs) for this topic. Thank God you don't have enough negative energy left. The Jeff, there's no, there's no, (laughs) No Jeffemist left. <laughs> no Jeffemism here. Oh. Me a new hashtag. Oh, hashtag man. Jeffemism. I think that's the title of the podcast. Yep. Je- <laughs> Je- hashtag, hashtag Jeffemist. <laughs> oh, hashtag the light has been turned off. All right, go ahead, Aaron. All right, so you exchange a Carl Lawson for a Trey Hendrickson. Uh, Carl Lawson runs off for greener passengers in gangrene with the New York Jets. Uh, real quick, uh, Suarez has an error at shortstop in the fourth. 
I really thought you were going to drop another player entering the transfer portal. And oh, I'm waiting crying. for that. I was just going to cry. I'm all over it. Um, so similar contract as far as per year goes, uh, roughly $15 million per year for uh, Trey Hendrickson, defensive end. Uh, he did have 12 and a half sacks last 13 year. 13 and a half. Oh, was it 13 and a half? I'm sorry. Um, Much better. So he had more, Much better. more than Carl Lawson, although uh, Carl Lawson did have the quarterback pressures over uh, Trey Hendrickson. Um, they also signed uh, Chidobi Awuzi, Awuze, Awuzi, uh, cornerback. Um, basically, people saying that we got a cheaper William Jackson the third. Has he signed anywhere yet? Not yet, no. Yeah. But I'm fairly certain he won't be back as we signed another cornerback as well in Mike Hilton. Uh, Four-year deal with him. Uh, he comes to us from the Pittsburgh Steelers because they can't afford to sign well, anybody. Nope. As of a minute ago, William Jackson III is heading to the Washington Redskins. No, that's oh, not their the Washington their, football team. Washington football team. Are they going to get a new name this year? I don't know the answer to that, quite honestly. Okay, sorry. I just, I literally just popped up my Twitter feed. Um, I think that's all the players that we've signed at this point. Uh, you got to think that a alignment of some sort is coming here soon. Um, you also like to think that Geno Atkins and Bobby Hart may be cut to save the cap room because I, I just don't at least restructure a deal somehow with. Gino, uh, Bobby Hart, I'd be okay if he never wore stripes again. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts so far on free agency, though, Jeffrey? Here's here's my take on everything, and maybe it will change. I think you go into this this free agency, and you said you're not going to sit on your hands, and the the entirety of the first day, for the most part, was sitting on your hands. The the thing that well, we've all preached while the Patriots signed everybody. everyone while they, while <laughs> the, the Patriots turned they into the, the, the Patriots turned into the San Diego Padres of the NFL and or signed the Dallas literally, Cowboys. Cause the Dallas Cowboys always do the same thing. I mean, if, if your name was, was out there, you were likely getting a call from Bill Belichick that you were getting signed. Except so, for Joe Tooney, who yeah, as we know, it, went, went to the chiefs. And he went to the Chiefs, and I'd like to think that the Chiefs are pretty good evaluators of talent as they've uh, made a couple Super Bowls here recently. They've also um, whiffed a little bit with, like, Le'Veon Bell and bringing in... Uh, okay. I mean, fair enough. But they, they have, they have uh, you know, a, uh, a, a dog in the fight as far as we want to protect the guy that is our quarterback. Although... With his ability to move around a whole lot, uh, does your line really have to be that good to keep Patrick not, Mahomes not from, throwing the ball, from, from closing his eyes and throwing the ball or like being a half an inch off the ground and throwing a strike into somebody's chest that they should have no, caught, but they didn't? No look passes. Uh, right. I mean, it, that, that is what it is. Um, not $80 million for a guard. Uh, I'm just I'm pretty upset over the fact that it doesn't seem like there has been any movement uh, towards protecting Joe Burrow, who, while he may be able to start the beginning of the season, we've got to think he's probably not going to have 
necessarily the same pep in his step right off the rip. Um, so maybe you want to put some big guys there in front of him that aren't stepping out of the way and allowing you know defensive ends to come in and crush uh, Joe Burrow into the ground every other play. People also um, didn't think he was going to be walking as soon as he was. Right. I mean, you, you can't put true, like, if I tore my ACL timetables on professional athletes, you can't do it. Uh, it doesn't ever turn out the way you think it will. Um, so I, I have taken a chill pill. Um, Aaron told me to take one. So I did. Uh, and I'm going to back off a little bit. Now, the last time I backed off my initial feelings, we saw how that's blown up in my face. Uh, but I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to allow free agency to play out and the draft to play out. And I'm going to see where my Cincinnati Bengals um, land. And if you're still mad as hell after free agency and the draft are over, I will give you that. But I think. Well, I hope that if I. If I am that mad that it is warranted and that you will agree with me and that you won't be drinking the Kool-Aid. If you're that mad, I'll probably be upset as well. Okay. All right. So, uh, like I said, at this point, I mean, they've gone out. I mean, the other thing is, like, I read that they're, they're going to have, like, one of the highest paid or, like, I guess biggest... I don't know if it's, like, the biggest cap hit. I don't understand all that, like, stuff, that how that works. But as far as, like, defensive backfields and, you know, we're kind of hoping that these guys pan out as, you know, better than average. Um, and, and hopefully they will. And, and you know, you, you bring in a guy like Mike Hilton from the Steelers who... You know, we all know that's the the big brother in the AFC North. Always will be um, until we do something about it. Uh, and you bring in that kind of that gritty attitude that they always play with, sometimes borderlining dirty play. And I hope that doesn't come back here because we've had enough of that and it's cost us a playoff victory. Borderline. So, <laughs> right. So, I'm going to let it play out. Uh, I'm not going to... Uh, I've reeled myself off the edge. Not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do and just freak out. That's right. We're not going to do that. Uh, so that's You're my, cool. You're uh, cool. You're cool. One of I'm us. Out. One of us. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to let this play out. Um, I mean, they're obviously moving They're They're spending money on young guys. You know, they're not bringing in a bunch of old dudes. So hopefully, hopefully these guys, yeah, I mean, like Trey Hendrickson, like you look at him, like his he had a good year last year. He's hopefully going to continue on a trajectory upwards. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to let it play out, Aaron. All right, Joe Pill. We're going to let Joe it Pill. play there's out. Been, there's been enough negativity in Cincinnati sports as of late, so Just let's hope break. that it turns around. Hey, the lights at FC Cincinnati Stadium are amazing. So, um, well, let's hope that the. Uh, <laughs> What's up that the warm weather? Uh, it's supposed to be 70 tomorrow, so that's that's some silver lining. That's nice. A high of 70, although there is a 30% chance of rain, so there is that. Well, uh, but it is supposed to be sunny this weekend, so just trying to find... 
trying to find some silver linings here, fellas. Um, I picked up my Shoemaker Center uh, chair today. Yeah? Just one? Well, I bought two, but there's no um, instanchion on one of them. So really, okay. you only have two. Um, so I had to take some stuff apart, put it back together. We're good. I got mm. seat number two, aisle number six. I've got some old Synergy field seats that are going to uh, riverfront. For those of you who are old enough to know that, um, I guess if you're old enough to know Synergy Field, you probably are old enough to know Riverfront. But I've got some of those old seats that are going to go in my basement here uh, once it's finished. So that'll be cool. I'll have a place to call my own in like a week. So I know. So (laughs) this is this is this is Aaron's second to last uh, podcast from his current studio setup in the laundry room (laughs) on a Uh, washer. Justin Berg just. Uh, tweeted out some positive thoughts for Bearcat fans today. Like he just tweeted yeah. about 14 minutes ago. It says positive positives at the moment for Bearcats fans. Xavier didn't make it to the NCAA tournament. Positive. <laughs> Beer exists. Positive. Drugs exist. Now that is where we don't know about the positives too much, right? So, I guess it depends on the drug, I suppose. I guess so. If it's a COVID vaccine, we're all good. Yeah. Which, by the way, congratulations, guys. We can sign up for it at the end of the month. We're over 16. I know. I, I, I'm I already vaccinated. I know. I know. Oh, there it goes. I'm not getting it. You're not getting it? No. Okay. I mean, fair enough. Each fair, enough. fair enough. You can't gather in small groups of other people who have had the vaccine without your mask on. We'll all be having a big pool party in July, and we'll just tweet you pictures. I'll be wearing several masks. I think by that point... Oh, never mind. I just bought swimsuits. Um, (laughs) We'll we'll leave that alone. Um, All right, I mean, do we... We have anything else? I mean, we've got we've hit hit UC basketball. I think uh, UC spring football starts up like in Friday. A week. Yep, a week okay. from Friday. Friday. Not, not a week. Friday. Um, Chad, uh, Chad had Chad, Chad had Luke on the show uh, on the BCJ uh, podcast last week, and and Luke announced that they were going to have uh, their first spring practice Friday, and he was going to watch the uh, the the Peach Bowl for the first time on Wednesday. Yeah, I can't imagine going back to watch that. Um, first time. So more more power to him. Uh, and he witnessed it firsthand. So, why did so we've got that? We got that going on. Uh, you know, obviously we're gonna have more podcasts here coming up before Reds opening day. Hopefully, we get a little better news out of there. Some of these injuries not being so. Maybe they won't come out as so serious. It sounds like show goes is probably the worst. Uh, Sonny Gray wasn't gonna pick up a baseball for two to four days or something. Um, yeah, hopefully that's you know out of an abundance of caution of it being spring training and, you know, he can still have time to spin things up and, and be ready to go. I know uh, none of us had the, uh, rounding third questions cause we had no idea how long this interview with B Fox was going to last. I, but I, think we, I think we can collectively agree right now that our bum of the week is coach John Brandon. I think that's fair to say. I'm not there yeah, for that yet. And, I'm not there for that, that yet. And that make, that makes me sad to say, Ed, I don't think there's any choice. You lost more recruits, more, not even recruits, just straight up players. 
just but we be, still I mean, have Jeremiah Davenport, the real Cincinnati hero. All right, so some of but... the week collectively is John Brandon. The big uh, D. We, we, we vetoed you. Um, that all said, Two to one. we do want to thank you for three full seasons of putting up with us and our shenanigans as uh, we we begin season four. This This is our first episode of season four, yeah? That is correct, and I think next week the results for uh, City Beat came out. Come out. So we'll find Ooh. out if we are uh, a three-peat of the uh, third best sports coverage in the city or not. Um, but we, uh, we we do, again, want to thank uh, B Fox for hopping on with us. We do have another special guest lined up with us next week. And if you took this long to listen with us, um, it's going to be Leonard Stokes. So pretty excited to uh, have him on for the first I'm time. I'm going to wear my Stokes jersey. There's probably going to be a little bit more uh, UC basketball talk, and maybe we'll have some answers. Some answers or some changes or some something or another. Is, I, does, I don't know. Does your Leonard Stokes jersey still fit? Yes, sir. I had two of them. <laughs> I love you, Ed. I've been, I've been buying jerseys off of the eBay. And I just I, I bought a Leonard Stokes. Did you admit it? Admit it. You bought that Kenyon Martin jersey for four hundred and whatever it went for. <laughs> you if did. I would've, if I would have bought that Kenyon you... Martin jersey for four hundred dollars, and I would have bought the seat um, from the Shoemaker Center that had the number four on it for a hundred dollars instead of the seats that I bought for fifty dollars. Because so you did sound the like jersey. a lot of dedication, Ed. I did not buy the jersey. I don't have four hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, he's paying for a kitchen. Yeah. Uh, that's that's right. That's true, and I'm sure that's possibly a front door. I'm, but couldn't right. you have hung that on the wall in the kitchen? Maybe rolled that in to the kitchen. Uh, yeah, that pale red seat would look real good with the white cabinets. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the jersey, Ed. Oh, yeah, would have. Yeah, it was a white jersey. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm hoping at this point in the podcast, you've had a lot of fun listening to the uh, gavel bangers and different sound clips that Ed hopefully has s- just scattered throughout the entire show. You're a so <laughs> that means I have to do that now. That's right, Ed. Bum 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 bum. All right. Well, for uh, for Ed Mayhall, you can't handle the truth. No, I had no idea it was even coming. So for Ed Mayhall, for for Jeff Howell, and for myself, Aaron Smith, if I could get through any of this, good God. Myself, Aaron Smith, we are part of the punctuation, and we are getting the F out of here. Peace.